Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Aaron Rodgers signs the richest contract in the NFL with more than $100 million guaranteed. Is he the best quarterback in the NFL? And if so, shouldn't he have more than one Lombardi trophy? And they're coming to your city, college game day this weekend. What's the state of college football in Florida? And I don't know about you, but is it better than the NFL game? And can the Rays actually make a push for the playoffs in these final weeks? We'll discuss all that and more with Times columnist Tom Jones on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Bursnick. And, hey, before we talk to Tom Jones, I want to ask you a favor to rate and review this podcast. It can really help us out. And, Steve, there's a lot of ways they can do that, right? Yeah, anywhere you get your podcast, whether it's through Apple Podcasts, maybe it's Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, hit that subscribe button so it downloads to your device every day. But if you leave a comment or rate it or hit like, that helps us out and it helps the podcast grow as well, which we've been growing a lot lately, and we want to thank you for that. So just hit that like button, or better yet, tell a friend about the podcast so they can enjoy it as well. Tom Jones joins us now, and uh, Tom, let's talk about the news of yesterday in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers gets a new deal with the Packers, and not just any new deal. This thing, according to Adam Schefter, according to my sources, Aaron Rodgers probably will get between 176 and $180 million. Uh, the feature is the cash flow, $67 million reported before the end of the calendar year, over $80 million before St. Paddy's Day, so you know he's going to drink a lot of green beer, and $103 million practically guaranteed. I don't know what practically guaranteed means, but it sounds pretty good to me. I would, the easy thing to say, is he worth it? But what do you, what do you make of A-Rodge? I mean, you know, he's won one Super Bowl. He, he clearly is, I guess, if not the top, one of the top two quarterbacks. Uh, do you, are you a big Aaron Rodgers guy? Do you think that uh, the hype is is bigger than the the history here? You know, I'm, I don't know if you if you set that up to ask me that if you because you know deep down because we've talked about this before. I, no, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy. And I when I recently did a, we did quarterback rankings for the Tampa Bay Times, and I had him second behind Tom Brady, and mm-hmm. I think easily you could have him first, and nobody would argue with that. <laughs> sounds and, like you're an Aaron Rodgers guy then. <laughs> so it does. It sounds like I'm an Aaron Rodgers guy, but at the end of the day, when I look back at his career, I'm not really sure how to judge it. I because you mentioned the one Super Bowl. I'm a big Super Bowl guy, and I know I, I can hear people saying already, oh, so that means the Trent Dilfer is every bit as good as Aaron Rodgers. No, it's not what I'm saying, but it feels like. He hasn't done as much in his career as it feels like he should have done, or as much as is that you're going to pay him 167, 180 million, or whatever it is. I look back at his career, Rick, and again, it's not. I don't know that he's played with like superior talent. Yeah, you know, that's the thing I've always loved about Brady is that Brady has never played with really elite receivers around him. He, I, you know, it's he's. He's played with, you know, except for the one year with Randy Moss, and I know he's played with Gronk here the last few years, but he's played with a lot of just guys. Um, but I look at Aaron Rodgers' career, Rick, and I I mean, you you follow Green Bay pretty closely, I, and I know it's not all him. It's about defense. It's about other parts of the game. It's not on a quarterback. And I've seen him do things on a football field that I've 
you know, there are, you can make arguments at times in his career. He's played the position better than anybody who's ever played it. But yet, when I look at his career, for why don't I don't know why I don't feel good about it. Yeah, um, I I don't I kind of know what you're saying, but I still think he's I think he's terrific. Um, you know, I I don't know that a guy many guys can play the position the way he did. I mean, consider the fact that. Uh, he's one of the ultimate chip on the shoulder guys, right? Because is, Alex yeah. Smith was taken first overall in the same, you know, the same draft. Um, and Aaron Rodgers. The other thing about him, Tom, is that you know he had to, and this probably benefited him in the long term, but he had to shovel a lot of it playing behind Brett Favre. I mean, yes. just following Brett Favre in Green Bay should be a monumental enough task. But then the way it went down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, it became it became a big thing, kind of a schism between him and Brett. Um, he's lived a fairly public life in a in a fairly private you know city. I mean, Green Bay is a storied NFL franchise, but it's not New York, it's not Boston, you know, it's not L.A. Right. Um, so he's kind of been insulated a little bit up there in a sense. But I'm I'm with you in, in the fact that I thought he would have won more Super Bowls by now. Yeah, although yeah. I just think it's a team I just think it's a team sport. You know, I mean I, I the the more I do this, the more I realize, yes, the great quarterbacks always seem to be the ones winning the Super Bowls, but typically they're with pretty good organizations too. And it's hard to know, you know, will Bill Belichick and, and Bob Kraft win Super Bowls without Tom Brady? Yeah, they probably will at some point if they if they both stay together long enough. But um, a Rodge is a. I'll say this about him. He's he's an interesting character. I mean, I think he's he has this aloofness to him. You know, he has yes. this sort of arrogance. <laughs> he's a weird guy. Not that that in a bad way. Just he just different. seems. Yeah, he's different. And look at it. And you you said something really interesting a moment ago, which he's lived this public life in a very private town, and yet he's had like. I mean, this is all part of it too, right? I mean, he's had, he had high, he's had high profile romances, you know. He oh yeah, Olivia, Olivia Munn, and there's a whole thing with his brother, and he doesn't talk to his family, and yeah, that that adds to yeah, yeah, it just adds to the mystery of it. I'm not saying I look, I who knows what's going on between him and his family? That's his business, but and then you now he's dating Danica Patrick, you know, and he's very public. You see him at sporting events, he goes to games and uh, of other sports, and I mean, he's. A, he seems like a cool guy. Don't get me wrong, but it's just it's just everything's in a, it's he's been an enigma. He's an enigma, and his career's been an enigma. And it's and it's weird. Again, I go back to this championship thing, where I look at like if you ask me what do you think of Joe Flacco, and I'd say, wow, Joe Flacco, yeah, he won a Super Bowl, good quarterback, like better than you think he is. Won won a Super Bowl, and then you look at Aaron Rodgers, like he didn't win enough Super Bowls. He won. <laughs> he's he's had like a way better career than Joe Flacco, and yet. Sometimes I look at Joe Flacco more favorably, maybe because I didn't expect as much from Joe Flacco as I did from Aaron Rodgers. But um, this, you know, and maybe if maybe if he wins another one, I'll look at him a little bit differently. And again, I go back and if if we're picking quarterbacks, boy, outside of from on my list, Brady's the only one better. And if you gave me Rodgers instead, I wouldn't complain. But I just I don't I just don't know that his career's been everything it should have been, and I don't even know if that it's his fault. If that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if it's his fault either. I mean, he's had, you know, Mike McCarthy pretty much his whole career. Um, I don't know if Mike Sherman was even there then. When, when this, I mean, it might have just been McCarthy. But, uh, I, you know. Yeah, he wasn't he, there for Holmgren or anything. Right? That was yeah, he, no, no, no. He was long gone. But he's also he's also been one of these very, very well-marketed quarterbacks too. I mean, the, the State Farm, the discount double check. And, 
and all that sort of thing. I mean, and he's, he's funny in those commercials. Like I like him in those commercials. Yeah, you know? he's really. I I think he's. I think nationally, he's pretty likable. Unless you're in the NFC North, and you know, you <laughs> you, you root for Chicago or Minnesota, you probably hate him. But it is it is weird that you know, like the Vikings last year went to the NFC Championship game, right? The Vikings yeah. with Case Keenum, right? And Aaron Rodgers couldn't get there. You and know, the Eagles and the Eagles got there with basically the Eagle, Nick Foles. Yeah, I mean they had Nick Foles, but I mean like, how do you not win the NFC North or the NFC North with Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, you know, so something there's some disconnect there, but. Look, I I I picked him to go to the championship game again this year. I think. Well, maybe that's part of it, Rick. Like I pick him every year to go to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they don't, yeah. and then yeah. I look at and then so whenever they don't, I look at it as being a disappointing season. And yeah. I don't know that anybody's going to look at this contract and say, "Oh, this." No, I, I, like if you throw out the idea that everybody's overpaid when it comes to football or sure. any sport, any sport. Let's just say every you know we're just going by basically on market value. I don't think anybody will look at this contract with Aaron Rodgers and say, oh, that's ridiculous. Who would pay Aaron Rodgers that kind of money? Of course he's going to get that kind of money. He, and you would, could say he probably deserves that kind of money. But, I, again, it's just I don't even know how to explain it, that I just uh, his career to me won't be successful if he ends up with one Super Bowl. He needs to win another. You said the same thing about Peyton Manning, though. And Peyton won a second one. Who had, had nothing, nothing to do with it. had nothing to do with it. He was a passenger. Yeah. Or, was, or I'll look at Ben. I think Ben Roethlisberger has had a, a pretty good career. He's Hall of won Fame two. Career. Hall of Fame good. career. One, yeah. two, lost one. One, two. And the one that, and two, one of the two that he won, he had nothing to do with, basically. No, it was, that was Jerome Bettis. And yeah, it was the, Jerome Bettis in the defense. The and they, defense. You know, yeah, exactly. And he, and he barely played well in that game. But... I don't know, and again, I go. You can pick out quarterbacks over history. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. You know, I mentioned. Joe oh yeah, Flacco Dan Marino did. didn't. You know, John for years, Marino Elway did. For years, Elway didn't. Now all of a sudden, he wins two. He wasn't yeah. near the quarterback at the end of his career as he was when he was going to four and losing them. You know, Jim yeah. Kelly was a fabulous quarterback, but we don't look at him didn't the same any. way we look at yeah. a guy who you know, like Troy Aikman, even. And he was a way better quarterback than Troy Aikman. But Jim Kelly. Yes, Jim Kelly was way better than Troy Aikman. Don't you think? Um, I don't know that he is actually. Really? I, I, no. I mean, I think. Look, they both had a tremendous amount of talent, and I think I haven't looked at the numbers. I would imagine that Kelly probably threw for more yards and that sort of thing. But I mean, as far as like the clutch gene, I mean, go look at the the percentage and how how Aikman played in those games. You know, and I'm well, not saying may, Kelly played and, bad. No, and that's didn't. a good point. That's a good. And maybe we look back and I can't. I wish I could just off the top of my head there specifically look back and find the games that that Green Bay eventually didn't win and not get to the Super Bowl and right. and try to determine okay they Whose they lost that game yeah. yeah did they lose because their defense gave up 500 yards or did yeah. they lose because Darren Rodgers like fell apart in the fourth quarter well in the playoffs I don't remember they, many they collapses had, they had some him. horrific things happen to him in the playoffs remember the onside kick deal yeah. Um, you know, and, and there was, you know, S- Seattle with the comeback in that game, you know, if, if, if they, they should have won that game, Seattle goes on. I mean, there's, there's been, I, I think a lot of it's been coaching to be honest with you. I'm not a big Mike McCarthy guy. Really? I mean, yeah. yeah. Just kind of, eh. I mean, he <laughs> looks like he belongs to be the Green Bay coach. I mean, you know, he's yeah, out of central casting, but I, I just not that impressed with him. But anyway, a lot of money for Aaron Rodgers and, uh, God love him. Uh, if well, you I'm could sure be, Green Bay, I'm sure Green Bay's thrilled to have him. I don't, I don't know that anybody in Green Bay ever talks bad about him. Or no, they love him. Are like, you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, no. Right. A Rodge is their guy. Now, if you could be any quarterback in the NFL, though, who would you be? 
right now? Yeah. If I could be any quarterback in it, so you would lifestyle you would, everything included. You got Danica Patrick. I'll give you that. Boy, I'll throw yeah, that I in. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers would be certainly at the near mm. the top. Now, you know, I would, I'd, I'd probably want to be a younger, you know, like a younger guy. <laughs> sure. <you know? laughs> so I mean, we maybe, all want to be younger. No, but yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Like, well, let's put it this way: if you were starting a franchise right now, if you were starting a franchise, not so, well. Wow. Let's start. Let's say you had a pretty good team already, but you needed a quarterback, and you wanted one, and you would throw out Brady because. Brady's too old, you know. Brady, yeah, throw out Brady. Okay, he's only going to play it. Well, he's a vampire, so he can play another twenty years or whatever. But let's let's just let's discount him because let's of throw his out age. Roethlisberger. You throw let's out Roethlisberger. He's too Lions. old. Yeah, and you might even throw out like what's Rogers now? Thirty. He's got to be thirty-four, right? Thirty-three, thirty-four. Aaron like Rodgers. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if he's is he he's that old. To, I'll look. Well, we can look it up here. We'll look it up as we speak. But, but yeah. I think he's. I, I want to. I want to say he's a little bit older than we think he is. I think he's uh, probably you know early thirties at this point. He's thirty-four. Um, 34, yeah. So yeah, You nailed it. Yeah, so I think, you know, so, I mean, so who would you want to be, you know? I mean, obviously would you, you would start, start looking, start, like, but you want to, for the next, like, you want a quarterback for the next solid eight years, nine years. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Mm. Are you sold on Carson Wentz? Yeah, I was gonna, that's who I was going to pick. Yeah, let's say I, let's assume I, he's healthy and you know. I think he's special because I don't I haven't seen many guys come in the league, go thirteen and win thirteen games or whatever it was he won before he got hurt and, and throw for thirty three touchdowns and did it all. You know what I mean? Right. Like accurate, big, uh, unfortunately got hurt, but mobile. Uh in a in a city like Philadelphia, not mm-hmm. an easy again, you go back to, you know, Green Bay. I mean, storied and all that. Philadelphia fans crazy. Oh yeah, you know they'll they'll just I mean they'll destroy you as easily as they'll embrace you. So I would say I if mean, I was you got, starting I mean, today, I would probably take Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean Wentz is there. I think you know Jared Goff is probably in the conversation. Yeah, if you look sure, at the guys sure. under under. Now the interesting thing would be you know where would Jameis fit on that list? But I, I mean, said you know who we haven't said is Jameis yeah, Winston. Yeah, but so, now if Jameis Winston, let me ask you this: If Jameis Winston didn't have the off-field issues, which of course is everything right yeah. now. Yeah, but if he didn't, that, if he yeah. didn't have that, would you would would he be a guy you'd you'd have faith in winning a Super Bowl or two? You not yet. I'm not sold. No, yet. you're I, not. No, okay. it's just I just don't trust him yet on the field. I just, uh, I you know obviously this year is going to be a big big thing. Look, Rick, he's surrounded with really good talent. Let's that's for the longest time we've been able to dismiss quarterbacks around Tampa Bay because they haven't had anything around them. Yep. Uh, he's got weapons around him now. Mm-hmm. I'll admit this: the offensive line's not the greatest in the world, and the no. offensive line's everything. If you told me as a quarterback, what would you rather have? Would you rather have like a top? I think I was looking at Sports Illustrated ranked their wide receivers and tight ends, like, mm-hmm. and I think the I think the Bucks were sixth in the NFL in terms of receivers, which not includes bad. your tight ends. That's pretty good. I mean, you're in the, you're in the top. Yeah, it's elite, yeah. really, when you yeah. think about it. But yeah. if you ask me, would I rather have the sixth or seventh best? receiving group in in the league or would i rather and and not a, and a, a so-so mediocre offensive line or the opposite would i rather have the like a number six ranked offensive line and middle of the pack receivers i'd rather have the offensive line i think mm-hmm. that's way more important tom brady's proven that over the years you can you can you don't need elite receivers to be successful so i i will give i'll give Jameis that rick that you know and i don't know how deeply you want to get into a bucks discussion here yeah sure if we if we start talking about this offense and there's a lot of reasons to get excited let's say Jameis starts making better decisions and doesn't you know like he's been this preseason he hasn't turned the ball over 
And you look at, oh, they got Mike Evans, and they got Deshaun Jackson, and they got uh, Chris Godwin, and they got O.J. Howard, and they got Cam Braid, and they got uh, Adam Humphreys. And the running back situation, gets that, that's all great. But, Rick, I'm telling you, that offensive line, I'm not I'm not sold on it. I think they, I think they have some issues up front. Yeah, and, and I, I think I think most teams do. Um, there, nobody and, has depth. Let's so let's start there. Yeah, I mean, first nobody of all, has off, depth. Offensive line play has gone downhill since the college football went to spread offenses, and um, well, two things have hurt it. One, they're they're rarely in three point stances in college football. They don't know how to come off the ball. The second thing is with the uh, CBA, these guys can't develop. They yeah, they, they, they have no hit, time. Right? When they get by the time they get to to uh, the facility after they're drafted, they have a rookie mini camp, and then they're not back until the middle of the April for off season program. They can't really be together till OTAs, like in May. Um, but what does an offensive lineman do in the off season? Nothing. He stands yeah. there in a t shirt. You mm-hmm. can't you can't hit. You can't put pads on. This is the reason why offensive line play has gone downhill. And you can talk to anybody in the league; they all say it. It's because the rules won't allow them to actually play football. And you can't play a, an offensive line or defensive line without actually engaging, you know, in each other. So I think that's been part of the problem. But, you know, I, that would, to me, be the weak point of their offense for sure. I mean, now we got Donovan Smith. I want to say we. The Bucks have Donovan Smith yeah. hurt. Um, and, we, you know, you don't know when he's coming back. Ryan Jensen could be an upgrade, I guess. Ali Marpet's a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. Don't know about Kalen Bedenock. Don't. I watched DeMar Dotson put on a knee brace the other day. It was like he was putting on a, a prosthetic. I mean, he yeah. was so stiff. And so I was like, you all right, Kate? You okay there, Dot? You all right? <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, he's he's been through the trials with those knees now. You know what I mean? Like, it it was – it's bad. So um, – Well, somebody, somebody, somebody tweeted me the other day or texted me the other day and said something about Donovan Smith, and they weren't – they're not a big Donovan Smith fan. A I lot actually, of people aren't, yeah. I actually think he's okay. But – Somebody texted me and said, oh, so now we're worried because uh, Donovan Smith's not ready to go. And I yes. Said, I'm, not compa- I'm not comparing Donovan Smith to the rest of the tackles in the league. I'm comparing Donovan Smith to who's the next guy up on the Bucks. He's right. way better than the next guy up. Right. Know? So that's that's the problem that they that – the, It's the, the drop-off, yeah. It's the drop-off, especially, yeah. especially at tackle they've had it. You know, Mike Litke, who was a guard – um, was at like he would be like your eighth best tackle in in camp, and he's now the number two left tackle who could could wind up starting in New Orleans, and that's the blind side of your quarterback. I'll say this about Jameis: I have not seen him play better ever I agree. Uh, since he's since he's been here, and and I watch him in practice every day. There's a couple things, you know, I, I don't know ultimately how this off-field thing is going to work out for him. I mean, obviously he screws up one more time, he's out of the league, so there's that. But um, he's going to do his three games, and he'll stay in shape and, you know, all that. But I will say he has, he has absolutely worked on his craft in every way from a nutrition standpoint. He's changed his body. Um, this year I saw, you know, him – uh, do a much better job with his feet. You know, he used to be kind of heavy-footed, and he'd get yeah. spread out all over the place. And, um, you know, this year he's reset and set and reset his feet. He's drilled it. He's worked on it. He's keeping both hands on the ball, which he never did when he got outside the pocket. Um, he's doing things fundamentally. And his arm strength, you know, last year we saw him with a bad shoulder at some point, but even when he was healthy, he wasn't throwing the ball the way he is now. I mean, right. that you know, people that, that are paid to evaluate that 
um, see the nose of the ball pointing down, and they're saying, you know, he is really throwing the ball well. And, and the results are what they are. I mean, the guy led the NFL in preseason. Now, I know, you know, again, you can say, well, he's going out there against second-teamers, but he's also throwing to second-teamers. And, and he's talk- playing behind second-team offensive line because he he, we yeah. watched that game last week. He was getting killed, and I was like, yeah. man, they need to get him out of here. I'll right. say this, Rick, and look, I'm still not – I still have issues with Jameis Winston as far as everything that happened. Well documented, yeah. Yes, and I haven't changed my stance on that. Right. I'll say this, though, and I haven't had a conversation with Jameis about this. This sort of Jameis versus the world mentality, I, it, I can, you can almost feel it. You can, oh, yeah. I don't know if you can sense it there. Yeah, yeah. He is out. He has a chip on his shoulder now. Now, I think it's it seems ridiculous to say that. Oh, wait a minute. You had, you had the chip on your shoulder. You act like a moron, and then expect now you're everybody else wronged you you, yeah yeah. right yeah yeah how are you the victim in all this having said that that's what he thinks and i have this sense that he is out to to send a message to people not necessarily to me or to you know i'm not going to take credit for that i'm just saying he knows what people are saying about him and he's out to prove him wrong and there's a bit of there's a bit of defiance in him i think about this there is. I, I, I feel it. I just feel I haven't seen it. I haven't talked to it. It's just something I sense. Well, I think most great players look for things to cling to, you know, and, and I'm sure Aaron Rodgers still thinks yeah, you about mentioned the Aaron draft. Rodgers, yeah. and, and, you know, Brady still has, you know, writes down where he was picked, 199 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all do that. It doesn't matter how many rings they win. But uh, what I sense about Jameis is that, yes, he – he is uh, still very confident in his abilities and, and wants to prove people wrong. But he's also had to be humbled a bit. And I don't mean humbled in the sense that, look, I don't know what he does when he's away from the facility. But I do know that, you know, they told him, you're not going to lead. You got to lead from the, from the rear. You know, you have to. You know. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today calm down even before the suspension you know yeah. hey enough of the the you know all the histrionics and, and, you know, and stuff yeah. yeah just like you don't need that like you are enough you know you have enough leadership qualities um you don't have to do all this other stuff and i think and in fact i know he took it to heart and and he is more to me he seems more focused um he's still talking to players and he's great in the locker room and he pumps guys up you know, even playing with the second and third teamers, that's humbling, buddy. You know, when you don't go sure. out there and you're not taking reps with Mike Evans in the varsity, you know, you, you're taking the JV reps, so to speak. You know, but you know what he did with it? And Cutter told him, he said, hey, good quarterbacks make those guys better, you know? Right. And that's the, what, what did Tom Brady do? For, what has he done for years? It didn't seem to matter who his receivers were. Sure. You know, so I think Jameis took that to heart, and I think he went out there, and I think – all those guys, that's why it looks like such a tough competition between Justin Watson and Freddie Martino and, you know, all these guys because Jameis 
threw them into the competition. Yeah, they're making plays, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Sergio Bailey, God love him, before he got hurt, was was on the radar, you know? I mean, so you look, at, you look at Justin Watson, I mean, we, we the reason we're talking about him is he caught a touchdown pass that yeah. That Jameis threw a ball that was as good a ball as we've ever seen him throw. I mean, yes. all he all, I mean, all, well, he had to get open, but all he had to do was catch it. Yeah. <laughs> the hard part was throwing the ball. Yeah, so Yeah. So point, I mean, yeah. I We'll see what they do. They play. He's and he's done for the preseason. He'll be at the game, I guess, standing around and whatever the starters stand around in. But then it's off to wherever parts unknown, like you know. And yeah. so he'll he'll go do his thing, and then we'll we'll see him the week that they play the Chicago Bears. And um, you know, basically, this last preseason game is just to decide four or five spots, and there's really no point in getting into that. And these are guys that you know yeah, you, no. you won't see a lot of playing football. I didn't want to call ask, him saying I don't even know why they played. Ah, I'm sick of these games. I'm sick of the preseason. I hate the pre. You have yeah, hate but it the pro- I, I hate it too. But the problem is like, and Jerry Jones is talking about you know now's the time. Let's go to the 18 game schedule. He yeah, actually said like with a straight either. face that this is going to make the game safer and fewer concussions, which is absurd because. It used to be that, first of all, there used to be six preseason games. I didn't cover them then, but can you imagine <laughs> that? Right. Six preseason I know, you're games? Right, yeah. And 14 regular season games. Then they expanded it to 16 and four. And then for years, until maybe this year, I think, that, um, you know, when you got to the third preseason game, everybody played the starter. When I say everybody, the, the conventional yeah. wisdom was you play the starters into the third quarter, make them come back after halftime. Like, they don't know what halftime, what to do at halftime. Like, this is, <laughs> right. like, this is a thing, right? Like, they've played yeah. football since they were nine years old. They used to have orange slices and, and so you know, sit juice in the cups. They didn't even, even have yeah, locker they rooms. Go, they didn't have a locker room until they were in college, for God's sakes. But they, yeah, so they come back out. But that would be like, oh, this is the dress rehearsal. Remember, that's the whole deal. Yeah. This year, nobody played. I mean, the the Bucks were one of the few teams that actually put starters on the field. I was watching the Raiders. I was watching the Rams. I was watching all these teams. They weren't playing anybody in the third preseason game. So now these teams are down to two. And you know what they really like to do is go practice with somebody and get all their reps in against the team that way because they're not going to – neither team's allowed to hit the quarterback. I think Roethlisberger so you, played, like, only a few series in the whole preseason, right? And, 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 the, and the, the, you know, the reason is why would you play them? Like, yeah. there is – you know, the, the, the risk is so much not worth the reward. Um, these guys, you know, especially the, the veterans and the ones that have, that have played – I mean, I I wouldn't put a guy out there in harm's way, and they they managed to do it, and they got away with it with Jameis and Fitzpatrick and Ryan Griffin, and they're all healthy to start the season. But um, yeah, I, and so they'll go to these, and the reason they'll do it, of course, is the money. There'll be an sure, extra absolutely. billion dollars, <laughs> and if right. you divide that up by players and owners, they they'll want to do it. Something happens on Saturday, Tom, that I am beyond geeked about, and they may have had this show already uh, last Saturday, but I don't count it as the official start of college football to me <laughs> is this Saturday. And when I turn on the TV and it's college game day, yeah. they're coming to your city. <laughs> I get hyped. I get goosebumps. And I don't know you, what it is about that show, okay, with with Kurt Herbstreit. I mean, I think it was really good when Fowler was, was doing it. You know, yeah. I'm not – I don't know, you know. No, I'm no with offense. you. I'm with you. No offense to everybody else, but no. When Reese Davis does a good job. Reese Davis does yeah. does a good job, and I and I look. I'm I'm just a guy on a podcast, right? Who am I to criticize Reese Davis? But I I really love that enterprise. Like that to me. What has ESPN done to make that so such a popular show? 
I don't know. I, I mean, the whole thing is brilliant. Now, I do know. I talked to Chris Fowler one time. One of the coolest things, I've told this story before. Chris Fowler used to work that show without a teleprompter. He That's would insane. Just, I know. To, I mean, you're feeling, uh, you know, when he was doing it, it was like two hours. I think they've expanded now. It's like even like three hours now. But they, he used to just have basically bullet points of what he wanted to talk about but he knew enough about it i think that's the whole thing rick i think first off you have a group of guys on that show and women who lot who know what they're talking about so well that they don't even need teleprompters and and secondly they they love the sport and i think that comes through i think that's that's the part it doesn't feel like um, that doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't. It feels like it's a conversation about college football, and they hit everything. They talk about funny things. They talk about serious topics. I'm sure they'll get into the Urban Meyer situation. You know, there's no topic that they will avoid, uh, and it's just. And I think being on camp, I think that was a brilliant idea. That show's not nearly as good in a studio as no it way. is on on campus. So that, that's that was a, the secret sauce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's that was the brilliant part of that show. But I'm with you. That I look forward to that show as much as any sports show on television. I, I can't think of another show that I've ever watched that maybe as a kid, Wide World of Sports I used to love Wide World of Sports. I, I you know here's the thing. I like the idea of Wide World of Sports better than the actual show, you know. Because yeah, there right, were a lot right. of like barrel roll, you know, barrel jumping, you know, that I didn't watch. But it's uh, that show, though, it's it's must see TV. And it's one of those things that their topics are quick. And they don't stick on anything for so long that if you don't like, you know, if you're watching real sports with Brian Gumbel saying there's a there could be a segment you don't like. So that's 20 minutes. Like if you don't like what they're if you don't like they're talking about the, you know, the Northwestern Purdue game. Well, just wait 35 seconds. They're gonna, they'll talk about another game, you know, so I, don't know, I love it. I love that show. Now, now here comes uh, kind of a poison question for me. And I'm not sure I'll give my opinion. Well, yeah, maybe I will. <laughs> right now, right now, if you look at the state of both games, college and the NFL, which one is better and why? You mean college football versus the pro football? College which football one's... versus the NFL. What's... I think right. I think now. Right now. I, and here, and let me say this, and I, I think I'm unusual this way. I'm not, when it comes to. College sports versus pro sports. I like college sports a lot. I always prefer pro sports. I like the NBA better than I do college basketball. I like the NFL better than I do college football. And then the other sports, it's not even close. But and I because I like the pros. Having said that, I find college football at the at the moment in the state of Florida more interesting than it's been since we had the the old FSU Miami days when they were the top five teams in the country. We're going back what like late 80s early 90s yeah when, yeah all, yeah back when it, yeah back and and even maybe even later when it was Florida State and Florida were both really when it was Spurrier and Bond were going against one another but right now Rick when you look at what's going on at Florida and Florida State both have new coaches i don't that's that's incredibly intriguing to me you mm-hmm. have uh you have Miami which is could be the best program in the state which hasn't happened since you know maybe the days of you know going back several you know a couple decades now and then you have also sort of like the subplot, and I they're going to hate that I say that, but then you have USF and UCF who have a unique little rivalry going on as sort of a, again, they're going to hate this, they're sort of a second tier type of thing, you know, um, because they're not a power five, neither one are power five teams. That's why I say that. But I find college football, particularly at this moment in time, intriguing, more intriguing than the NFL because Jacksonville bores me. I know they went to the AFC championship game last year, but they're 
They got they have a boring team. They defense and <laughs> crappy team. quarterback. Hey, come on, let's go. <laughs> and then you got Miami, who stinks. And then the Bucks. I don't know. Bucks are mediocre. I don't know which way they're going to go. So, yeah, I like college football a little bit better right now in the state than I do pro football. You didn't even mention Lane Kiffin. Oh yeah, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, Florida Atlantic, yeah. which they're going to be this year's UCF. By the way, they play. Although they're going to get wiped out first game, right? They play somebody really good first game do of they? the season. Oklahoma. Yeah, I think they Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't know. So. I feel so an upset they, in the making right that there. That would be awesome. <laughs> that, that would be really awesome. So what about uh, you? What do you – What do you? Uh... Well, I mean, if you're just looking at the state, um, yeah, I would agree. Uh, I, I Overall, though, like, I mean, you know, we're just coming through this Urban Meyer stuff, you know. It's interesting you mention that because people are talking about has it taken the luster off of – you got that situation. You got the situation at Maryland, you know, with the kid dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, in fact, to, to that point, there's been and and I mean, you know, I don't know what happened at Maryland, but like just like heat related deaths. Mm-hmm. I think I saw a stat or a story in USA Today where there's been like twenty something in college, and since Corey Stringer died in the NFL, not one player has died of a heat related death. Yeah. During practice, something, something. There's something there, right? Sure. But absolutely. I, but I I don't know like college football. I don't I don't know. It's so popular and it, it's so tribal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. SEC versus the Big Ten, your school versus anybody. You know, like you'll always have this sort of like the fan base is not going anywhere, right? Um, and the NFL's got its issues. I mean, from anywhere from the flag to the rules, right? And then the things they're trying to do to make the game safer and all of that. It's you know, it's a it's a different game, but there's a hypo. I've always said this, Tom. You know, I'm consistent about this. There yes. is a hypocrisy in college athletics that just for me, and I, I mean, I I get hyped up. I watch all the games. You know, I think it's great. I love the enthusiasm and the I love the pageantry and the bands and the students. To me, it's a better like I enjoy enjoy Saturdays. Maybe because I'm home. You know, a few. Yeah, of them. you're not working. But I really get inside. I really get excited about college football. And and in my mind, I know that there's three teams that's going to win, right? Three, and that's it. Like it's Alabama, Clemson, and somebody else. I don't know who else, but it's right. Alabama, right. Clemson, Georgia, whatever. That's it. You're done. When you could say that, I guess about the NFL, if you're going to talk about the Patriots every year, but there's been more. You know, there's been different winners, but it, but there's something about just this whole notion of we're putting all this money. In, and we're making all this money, and some 20, 18, 19-year-old kid's going to miss a field goal. Ricky Aguayo is going to miss a field goal. Of course, we've seen enough of Aguayo's missing field goals. But you know what I mean? That's going to cost yeah. his team, and the alumni is going to boo him. They're going to hurl insults at I mean, there's something, and, and yet they're all cashing checks. They're all get, Everyone's getting something but the players. Everyone right. yeah. is, is in it but the players. I don't know why I can't look past that. No, you changed, you've changed my mind on that. I was when you and I first started doing our radio show years ago. I was we had a lot of arguments on the air where I was Good like, ones. "Hey, they're getting paid. Yeah. They're getting a scholarship, a college scholarship." And I've come, I've come around. You've convinced me uh, that that the players deserve a piece of the pie on this. And I think some of the things that make college football great, which is this passion that people have for it, and everybody has a favorite team. I don't care who you are. Like the NFL, there are a lot of people in this country. Who follow the NFL clearly? I mean, if you look at the television numbers, oh my it's, God. it's by the far the most. Yeah, they, sure. And they dwarf college football ratings. It's 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 yes. really close. Having said that, 
there are a lot of people out there who who they watch the NFL, but and but they watch it for other reasons other than rooting for outcomes of games. They they're rooting for gambling reasons. They're rooting for fantasy football reasons. Whereas college football, it's truly like everybody has a favorite team, even if your team's no good, because you you know maybe you went to Northwestern or maybe you went to Indiana or you grew up. In Western Pennsylvania, so you're a Penn State or Pitt That's fan right. or whatever. Yeah, um, you didn't have to go there to root for him, right? Right, exactly. And a lot of people are like that. There are a lot of there are a lot of people who live in this state who are listening to this podcast who didn't go to Florida, but love Florida Gator football. And right. And, but here's the problem: as much as and that's great. There's this passion that makes it great, but that also that passion makes them unreasonable when it comes to their their programs, which is what we've seen with Ohio State, where everybody in the entire country can see what's wrong with Ohio State. Except and, Ohio State. Except Ohio State fans. Yeah. And that's that becomes a – and now I think there's a bit of that where you – I think we know that. And it's on the – look, I'm not just picking Ohio State. If that exact same thing happened at Michigan, all the Ohio State fans will be all over Michigan, and the Michigan fans will be defending it. You know, or, or making excuses for it, and you can take any school in the country. There are people at Penn State still trying to justify Paterno's actions and and what happened there. So it goes on everywhere, but it's also it's what makes the sport great, but it's also what makes it a little. I mean, you can you can understand sometimes why it's 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 you feel a little uneasy enjoying it because there are some issues that I don't think before we noticed, quite frankly, Rick, I think that was the, the beauty of college football was, Oh, it, they're amateurs and it's, and there's, there's an innocence about it. Well, that's gone away. It's let's not kid ourselves. It's big business too. Yeah, it's huge. And look what, look what people will do to stay in business and look what they'll ignore, you know, yeah. and look what urban Meyer put up with, although it still makes no sense, but it was ultimately probably his loyalty to his mentor, Earl Bruce, who's, who's dead. Right. You know, that that let him, you know, keep around that coach. And so there's something three... to be said. There's something to be said for at least the NFL's up front about it. <laughs> That's the, the thing. At least the NFL's up front. And like you can even if you're oh. Goodell and say, look, OK, yeah, we're intimidated by Trump talking about the anthem. So we're not going to let people kneel for the anthem. Like, there, there's at least no hypocrisy about it. You know, we're all here to make money. We're all you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, hey, you get paid, you get paid. Yeah, it's brutal. You're fired. You're fired. You know, but everybody knows the score. And that's one of the reasons years and years ago when I used to cover Florida, I used to cover college, I felt better coming to the pros because there was no doubt about what we were doing. Oh, and you, you saw know, some, I, you saw I sell some newspapers. BS up down there at Florida too. Oh, I mean, you yeah. Were, you well, saw there was that. St- but I mean, it's basically like I do, I have a job to do, you have a job to do, and we all know it. You know what I mean? Like there's no, it's, it's zero some game, but they're, they're investors, you know, like they're, they're partners with the NFL, right? right. Um, so they're all kind of trying to figure it out together. But it's like it's a money-making enterprise, and they're all corporations unto themselves, and and they they take the risk, and that's fine. Um, I'm I'm just there's just a part. But yet, having said that, <laughs> I just can't, I, knew, I can't wait for noon on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, and really, I don't care I, who it is. You can put up Wisconsin and like Northern Michigan. Well, I don't care who's playing who. I'm right. watching. I'm going to see Anthony Becht calling, you know, Virginia against uh, Wake Forest. And I'm, yeah. I, I don't know that he has that game, but it doesn't matter who it is. If it, when they kick it off at noon, That's you right. know, I'm all in. In fact, yeah. I'm in at 9 a.m. when that damn <laughs> song starts playing. That's so it. college football is back and I couldn't be happier. All right. We'll wrap it up real quick, Tommy. And thanks for your time. Uh, the Rays, uh, you know, they had this great winning streak. They'll probably get on another one here soon. It's been an unbelievable year. Um and I'm wondering, though, is do you think they're done or, 
you know, we saw this back in, you know, the old famous game 162. Uh, can they make a run at the Oakland A's? Is, is there is anyone even whispering that they could do this? You know right what? You, if you'd asked me this like two weeks ago, even as they were starting their, their run, I would have said, I don't care what they do from here on out. They would they could play 800 ball and they're not going to catch. There's too many teams to catch and there's they're too far behind. And now all of a sudden you start looking, okay, there aren't as many teams to catch as there used to be. And you start looking around that, hey, you know, Oakland's got some some pitchers banged up. Uh, I could see them falling apart. The Yankees, are, unfortunately, I think the Yankees are uh, – they're going to start getting healthy, and they got a pretty soft schedule. Yeah, no, it's here. just down to the wild card teams now and, and most likely So I'm not going to say Oakland. no. I'm not yeah. – I'm, they're still in it. Yeah, I think they're still in it. Now, do you, I still don't think they'll make it if you if, – you know, Right, if I no. ha- had to bet my house on it. I would say no, they won't make it. But a week ago, I would have said there's a there's a they have a five percent chance of making it. Now it's more like a fifteen percent chance, like you know ten percent. I, I they're they're a little bit better than they were a week ago. Uh, boy, that'd be something if they do. I I so I got in the mail the other day from the uh, email from the uh, baseball writers. We all we, all the baseball writers vote on a on an award and. I was hoping not to get this one. I got manager of the year. I have to vote for American League manager of the year. And oh, I'm starting okay. to go through my head already about I don't want to come off as a homer, you know, but boy, Kevin Cash deserves some serious consideration for this thing. If they he'll get some votes as playing, well, you know, if they end up 10 games over 500 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, he'll get some, but I, I don't think he's going to win. No, I think Alex Cora is probably still, but I look at boy, Alex Cora, you don't win with that team. Are you serious? Mookie Betts, <laughs> well, Sandra Bogarts. You run a you're, you run a pitching staff. Rick Porcello's like your fourth best pitcher or whatever. Like he's going to end up winning. Like you got three like Cy Young games? awards to run out there every day. Yeah, yeah. how hard is that? <laughs> well, Jay- hard enough. Oh, hard enough to where they made a change. I guess. I guess. But man, that's like that. I'd rather have that team than all of a sudden I'm running out there. Jake Bowers and Willie Adams. These guys were playing minor league ball. Three months ago, two months ago. So yeah, I I become a big Kevin Cash uh, advocate now. I was not on on board. I didn't know what you know, but now that he's and I guess winning does that, right? But I mean, sure. Now I kind of really understand how he's he's perfect. I mean, he's able to get these guys to buy in. It's a hard thing to do, and maybe when they're around the major leagues more, and the option is not, hey, I could be could be throwing in Durham and been the closer, but I I'll take whatever they do for me here. You know, at some point. You know, th- these guys are going to want to have defined roles or earn defined roles, but it's remarkable. I don't know. I, I'm not sure how they've done it, but this is an enjoyable team to watch. And I don't know if this isn't going to help. It may not matter at all, but if you're trying to get a stadium and you can see what's on the horizon for this franchise with these young guys, I mean, tell me how many jobs are open in spring training next year. There, not, not that many. many. And here's and you could also make the case, Rick, that. Just the vibe of the city. Like, how do people yeah. feel about the team? I think most people right now feel really good about this team. And sure. I, I wouldn't have predicted that back in April. When uh, you go back to March, when when this season, especially after Longoria had been traded and all that, and they were clearly dumping, it seemed like they were dumping people. I think people were as down on this franchise as they had been since Sternberg bought the team. And now I think it's people feel about as good as they've felt about this team. Since since the playoff days, certainly since the World Series, seems like a hundred years ago they traded yeah, Evan Longoria, and it was yet this this past off season. He's Tom Jones. You can read him on TampaBay.com. Tommy, always fun to get with you. Thanks, buddy. You too. Thanks, Rick.
Always good to catch up with Tom Jones. My thanks to him for joining us. We remember now we got the Bucks Jaguars in their final preseason game tonight. I'll be there, so we'll talk about that as well tomorrow. And a lot of roster decisions they still have to make. We'll break that down. The Rays are off. They're going to begin a series in Cleveland against the Indians uh, over the weekend, of course. And some college football begins. UCF is at UConn as they begin as Steve likes to say, the defense of their national title. So we'll be sure to, uh, to talk about that as well. Remember, we recap Bucks jaguars tomorrow. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.